the last thing I said to the uh, crew over at CHGO when we walked out of there just a little while ago, I said, this day is far from over. And here we are, guys. Uh, we have moved positions a little bit, but this is an emergency edition of the CHGO Bears podcast. Uh, this is one of those days, one of those days uh, with this franchise that just tends to happen every once in a while. But uh, we had to get back together. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano, who's been covering uh, quite a day at Hallis Hall. Uh, but we are back after a, a lengthy show earlier, which I still encourage everybody to go back and listen to because there's a lot of discussion, especially with the quarterback and um, all that type of stuff. Brian Baldinger was on the show. Go back and check it out. But for now, this is about an emergency podcast because the Bears just released Nathan Peterman. <laughs> no, no, that uh, we will talk about that. That's crazy that that just happened too. But no, uh, Alan Williams, the Bears defensive coordinator, uh, has officially resigned, submitted his letter of resignation. Uh, Nick was over there at House Hall, uh, was provided with that letter. And um, let's start with the resignation letter. We'll just go ahead and read it to everybody right now. I think we have it to show you as well. Uh, of course, it's all over Twitter. But um, that resignation letter, law is produced. Law, do we have that right now? He just showed it to us. I know we have it. Otherwise, Nick, do you have it in front of you? Uh, I have a picture of it. I can read it right now. If yeah, it, why don't you start clear. to read, read that letter? <laughs> yeah, from, so statement right from Coach Allen Williams. Uh, it is with great regret that I tender my resignation as a defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears Football Club, effective immediately. I am taking a step back to take care of my health and, and my family. I appreciate the opportunity to work with the Chicago Bears, a storied NFL franchise with a rich history. The McCaskey family is first class and second to none. I would also like to thank Coach Matt Eberflus and General Manager Ryan Pulse for giving me the opportunity to come to Chicago. I would also like to thank President Kevin Warren, the coaches and players, of which I value the relationship and camaraderie i value the nfl shield and all that it stands for and after taking time taking some time to address my health i plan to come back and coach again sincerely coach alan v williams and by the way the bears official statement on alan williams that they submitted alan williams submitted his resignation as the team's defensive coordinator this afternoon that was the full statement which is in line with how they've handled this uh, whole thing. I mean, Matt Eberflus has been as quiet as a mouse about what's going on here. So I, I don't think we're ever going to get full details of what exactly has happened. I know there's a ton of speculation out there, but let me just say this. Uh, you know, Albert Breer has covered the NFL for a long time for the SI. He's got a tweet out there. Here's the statement. Da, 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 da. I'd be careful to jump into conclusions, what he writes on this one. But it's definitely fair to say the staff there is stunned in the words of one coach effing crazy. And in the words of this CHGO Bears podcaster, effing crazy. I yeah. mean, librarian, most down the middle guy ever, would never have thought in a million years that something in his personal life or whatever's going on would get in the way of him coaching the Bears. Like, I, this is not, this is completely stunning. Like I would have trusted Alan Williams with with uh, my finances, my family, with anything, and 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 I, it's a personal matter. And I hope he gets well and all that stuff. But it's just like I would never have predicted this, never. So yeah, quickly, uh, Adam. Yeah, be, there's a lot of rumors floating around. You know, according to a Bears spokesperson, House Hall was not raided 
and the police didn't show up at Hallis Hall. I know there's a lot of stuff going on social media, but that's what I can tell you from, uh, you know, again, a Bears sports spokesperson. Yeah, the Bears made that clear to those that were there. And that was just what I was about to ask you, Nick, is to, to kind of relay what what was being told by the Bears uh, as this. And they then they handed you guys that letter, too, as well. Right. Uh, that Alan Williams. Um, now, now they said that it happened, that he's resigned this morning. Right. Is that or um I'm trying to think if they if that was relayed exactly that way. I can't can't tell you. I mean, can't confirm. But, whatever yeah. semantics. It was either this semantics. morning or this afternoon. I, I I thought it was this afternoon that I heard Adam that he resigned. Okay, officially. I was just because again, as we covered on our first show today, Matt Eberflus asked directly by Nicholas Moriano today, would Alan Williams return in the teams in this season? He said, I do not have an update. So, look, we're not surprised here. We've been sort of, and I think I can speak for a lot of people behind the scenes. CHGO has been working on this for days. Other media outlets have been working on this for days. Uh, There's more to this story that at some point will probably be reported um, once it is okay to report everything. And we don't know everything right now. We just don't. Mm -hmm. That's the the bottom line. Um, I found the statement interesting with, Alan Williams referring to his health. Um, that can mean a lot of different things, right? And it's not for, really for us here to speculate on those things. Um, but this is a pretty unprecedented situation. And I, we, <laughs> we've seen a lot with this team over the years, going back decades, quite frankly. Um, but this is pretty wild to have a defensive coordinator uh any coordinator involved in a, in any coach involved in, in, in this type of situation. And I think the most responsible for thing for us to do right now is just to cover this from a football standpoint. And of course, respecting all the privacy, the, you know, wishes to his family. This is, you know, that this is a, this is a sensitive thing, but the bears are sitting there going, as far as I know, the players have been in there somewhat in the dark too about what this what's happening where where's our defensive coordinator who's coaching us what you know and it certainly helps that Matt Eberflus as the head coach this is his system I mean of all the coaches that have to lose right here in week three at least this is the one area where Matt Eberflus can step in and be like look this was my basically my defense anyway right um but the players are, I'm, I'm sure, are right there at House Hall right now. Because you could tell it was, was a weird day. Practice started a little late, Nick, right? That's practice correct. Started, yep. Yeah, pra- practice started later than normal. Matt Eberflus's press conference started later than normal. They went out of order. Justin Fields was spoke first. You could just tell that this was going to be a weird day, and it certainly played out that way. I, I, yeah, and speaking of the Fields part of today, you know, he – he readdressed the media in the locker room, which Nick, I want to get from you exactly how that unfolded. But I said on the, on the show that we do normally at noon today, that that was coordinated. So fields could talk out about how, uh, you know, he wants to play free and, and it basically, um, you know, underlining that massive changes got to be made as far as what he's going to do on Sundays. And, you know, saying that part of it was coaching, so I thought that that was like a coordinate thing by 
you know, four o'clock this afternoon. I don't think that was it at all. Because uh, he's spoken again, and all of this has been going on behind the scenes. So that makes a whole lot more sense. That that really, I don't think that had anything to do with some coordination by the Bears. Like Justin, you talk first, and then Matt's going to speak about what you just said. Um, Nick, so. I'm curious with you since you've been inside the building all day. What was the mood like in the locker room after practice? I mean, we can get to the Justin Field stuff in a second, and I know that kind of dominated that moment, or you know, the 45 minutes you get in the locker room, but. Did you talk to any defensive players? What what was the mood like? Did did they seem to have any idea that this might be coming? Because again, just a timeline for people watching the show, the resignation letter was presented to the media after locker room was closed. So there's really been little reaction to that part of this that I think you guys were willing to, or uh, able to get. But just what was it like in there with all that going on? It's been chaotic today. Yeah, it has been chaotic. But I would say in the locker room, it was kind of status quo. Um, there weren't a lot of players available while we were kind of in the locker room, but Tremaine Edmonds spoke, uh, Jermaine or Jalen Johnson was at his locker. Eddie Jackson was at his locker. So guys, I don't think we're, you know, aware of exactly the, what was going to happen later, to, like as, as uh, the locker room was ending, but I wouldn't say that it definitely was weighing on the locker room. It didn't feel that way to me. Um, still there just, there just hasn't been a lot of players as of late you know, in the locker room when it's available to the media. But I definitely wouldn't say this uh, about Allen Williams was weighing on the locker room, especially today. Jalen Johnson was on with Parkins and Spiegel early in the week. They do. It's always a good interview there. But uh, and he was asked about Allen Williams and his and I don't know, you know, I kind of when I heard him say it, I didn't really believe him. But now I kind of do think he was being straight on. You know, what can you tell us about it? I know as much as you, dog. He had no idea, uh, you know, at least that's how he presented it. And that's sounds about right. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going around telling everybody what's going on here. I think they're trying to keep it as tight as possible. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, just with anything, uh, I, I think they want to keep it close knit and not allow it, you know, to spread. Right. So, yeah, I don't think that, like I said, for a lot of these defense players, a lot of these players in the locker room knew exactly what was happening uh, with their defense coordinator. Uh, and, and again, I would just caution everybody to be careful with some of the things that have been floating around social media. Um, you know, I just see Ian Rappaport tweeting right now. One, the FBI did not raid Hal's Hall today, which Nick Nick also just told everybody. Two, the league is not involved, aka like there's not some type of big NFL investigation into Alan Williams here. So that's all. This is as far as I know. This has all been like a Bears family situation and what i mean by that is like internally within the chicago bears organization between him with between you know the team and alan williams um and then there was a wild stuff where like charles tillman's name came up in this because he works for the fbi like that that's the and we're putting the tweet from ian on here on the screen right now peanut tillman is not involved whatsoever in this matter so again um Twitter's turned into a wild place. X, whatever we call it. Um, just be careful. It's up to you to use your judgment on what sources you're going with. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Carmen. Well, I just wanted to say his statement says that he plans on returning to coaching. Yeah. So if it was anything, like something serious and criminal, you know, of those ilk, you, I'm guessing now, but you wouldn't think that he'd be saying I'm returning to coaching. That would not be something he would put out there. Um, so I, I, again, don't know, but just reading into his statement, guy plans to coach again. Um, so 
When uh, I, the only thing I would say to that though is there's a difference between planning on coaching again and actually coaching again. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm willing to, you know, hold Alan Williams down for every word that's in his statement either. There's just, there's, mm-hmm. there's way too much, you know, to, I, I think again, what we need to focus on here is like, where do the bears go next? Like what, how does this, uh, this is now a team that does not have their defensive coordinator. So on one hand, yes, Matt Eberflus can call the plays. It's his system, whatever. I would think now with some with the confirmation that Alan Williams is now gone, you would promote somebody up to defensive coordinator just for title purposes. Um, somebody's got to be leading that room. Um, John Hoke, to me, is the most obvious candidate. Uh, Borgonzi also came from... Indianapolis, but John Hoke's already the passing game coordinator. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I I hear you. That makes the most sense. And I would just submit this defense has done nothing. They they've got one sack, no turnovers. And if I'm Ryan Poles and I'm talking with Matt Eberflus here, I would try to, you know, positive from a negative, whatever, who can we bring in here? that might provide a spark from the coaching side to unlock the amount the players that I have acquired, the draft picks that I've done in the off season. And somehow the defense to this point hasn't gotten any better. I think it's an opportunity for him. Well, I'm sorry. I'm excited to talk to the, in this on the show here, but like, like I, I think that I would, I would think that everything's on the table right now and how they're going to do it. I wouldn't be looking to promote from within if I were them. You know, for me, I, I think that, look, Matt Eberflus, a big reason why he got this job with the Bears in the first place, because he is supposed to be a defensive mastermind, right? You see what he did in Indianapolis with some better players, right, in terms of what they were able to do, taking away the football. But I think just from a defensive perspective, he gives you a better chance than maybe what, you know, Alan Williams was doing. We haven't – we got one game to see from what Eberflus can do as a defensive coordinator, right? It didn't go, obviously, according to the plan, the Bears still lost, gave a bunch of yards. We're not able to get the ball, get off the field on third down, but he was, you know, he, that was his thing in Indy, right? He was able to be the defensive coordinator for four years there. So, I, and I think, like, what he said in his press conference, if there are no updates with Alan Williams, well, there's a big one. He's no longer with the team. He will most likely call the plays. Well, yes. What would you do, Adam Hogue? Well, again, there's a difference between calling the plays and having a defensive coordinator. Matt Nagy called the plays. He still had an offensive coordinator. So I still think that there's other assignments there from a, um, it's a workload thing. It's Mm -hmm. coming up with a game plan. Who's watching, who's scouting, what, who's, who's, who's handling, you know, this portion of the offenses you're scouting every week. Um, who's coming up with the game plan. Like some of this has to be delegated away from the head coach. There's too much going on in the middle of all of this today. You got your quarterback uh, talking about the coaching and then a couple hours later coming back and seemingly being mad at the media for everything that he said. So it like, there's a lot of fires here to put out right now. That's on Matt Eberflus. He can't be, it's one thing to be, you know, trying to handle game day duties and when to call timeouts and challenge plays when you're trying to call plays. But there's another that pe- people just don't understand what goes into the job of the, everything Allen Williams had on his plate now needs to be spread out amongst the staff. It's mm-hmm. one thing on a, sh- on a week where you're just adjust because somebody's out. These guys learn how to handle that during COVID. Right. 
but now this is the rest of the season. So you either got to change people's duties, give a coach those duties with the title, even if Flus is calling the plays on game day, or hire somebody else. You know, I, it, it, is Lovey Smith around? Is, is Rod Marinelli around? Now, the tricky part with that is introducing a new coach to a team in the middle of the season, trying to create relationships. That's what the offseason's for. So I don't know that that's necessarily the solution. I could see bringing on a coach like that as a consultant to help handle some of those duties behind the scenes. But in terms of the on-field coaching in practice, I think it's hard to throw in a brand new coach into the situation. Well, let's look at the timing, right? Which is obviously not ideal. You got the chiefs this weekend. Then you got a home game with Denver. Then you're turning around. You're playing a Thursday night against Washington. So you, in theory, at least in my aggressive, bring somebody else in here to upgrade the situation. You could bring in a sort of a consultant type for taking you through the next three games and then see how that gets off and running, see how much they can get up to speed, and then maybe after the, the Washington game, you can turn it over. My, my thing is that I bet that I would guess that Matt Eberflus wants to do this. This is in his wheelhouse. He looked extremely engaged doing it on Sunday. It looked like he, I don't know, quote, having fun would make sense, but he certainly looked like a very, very uh, adamant, engaged, excited uh great energy so i i think he wants to do it and i would just advise against him to everything you're naming adam you have a lot on your plate man um and i know this is what you used to do but i don't know if it's necessarily the best thing for him as he's trying to solidify himself as a head coach of the national football league yeah and i think what iberflu said he, there's a lot of experience on this staff and what adam was saying like kind of delegating some of the responsibilities like that's what you're probably going to have to do because he's look he's in the offensive meetings he's in the defensive meetings and now he's got to think of like if he's going to be calling the plays that's another added responsibility onto his plate so that's where a guy like john hoke that's a guy borgonzi even like overstreet the, the safeties coach like all these guys now their responsibilities become a little bit more intensified because if Eberflus, look there's a lot already a, a 12 you know a 12 game losing streak that he hasn't been very successful here now adding this onto like what he needs to do, it's it's smart to kind of divide things up to allow him to be the best maybe play caller he can be for the foreseeable future if that's what he chooses to do. Uh, just in an effort to try to keep everyone as posted, uh, as updated as possible on the Alan Williams situation, I want to bring this uh, tweet forward from Courtney Cronin, who uh, doing a nice job reporting here. Uh, she said, I spoke with Andrew Stroth, Stroth, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, a sports attorney, a sports attorney based out of Chicago who is working with former Bears defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. He told me Williams is resigning due to health concerns and family issues. Quote, this is from the attorney now. Given the false rumors and what seems to be out there on social media, I just want to set the record straight that Coach Williams has some health challenges and some family issues he's dealing with. And he thought it was the right time to take a step back and deal with those issues. He has tremendous respect for the Bears organization, and he just thought it was the time to handle this health issue and his personal matters. Uh, there's more in a second tweet that um, Stroth also said. Uh, again, this is Alan Williams' attorney. Williams' home was not raided, 
nor was Hallis Hall, and that any rumor slash speculation of child pornography charges are, quote, unequivocally untrue. Quote, there are no legal actions against Coach Allen Williams whatsoever, end quote. Um, So, I I mean, now that that's out there from an attorney, even addressing this idea of child pornography, because that is part of the rumors that have been out there today, um, that'll be, you know, I, it, it's fair to put that out there now because the attorney, of, you know, even in denying it, put that out there and acknowledge it. Um, from our own reporting, I can tell you too that I have not been able to to uh, there there are no police reports. I, it's jived with what the attorney's saying right now that him saying there's no legal actions against Alan Williams whatsoever. That's the current situation. So just, again, we're bringing you the latest information on that. So, by the way, a lot of people watching right now, which is great. Emergency podcasts. Um, if you're here for the first time, just jumping on because of the news that's been going on, please go ahead and hit that like button. We appreciate you. Hit subscribe. We do a show here every single day at noon. We've already done our show earlier in the day and jumped on here. Uh, with the breaking news. Um, We love that we have become a spot for Bears fans to gather whenever there is news. Obviously, we wish that this news was better uh, today. But uh, And if you missed it earlier, go back and listen to uh, all the stuff we had to say about Justin Fields uh, and his press conference earlier today as well. And if you hit that notification button, also you'll be notified when we go live. And we appreciate everybody that supports this channel the way you do. Right, and this is obviously not uh, time for us to sit there and toot our horn, but noon every day, pre and post on Sundays, breaking news, and we try to cover the Bears as fairly and as funly uh, as we possibly can. So thank you to anybody, and welcome to anybody new. Um, it's that's, inc- that's 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 in- that's amazing that they felt the need to have to identify, address some of the rumors that are out there. Well, and the, and the reality, Carm, too, is like this resignation came in the midst of all this stuff that was coming out. I mean, we it was starting to come out while we were live on the air earlier. And, right. you know, and I I wonder coming into, you know, just coming behind the scenes. I mean, we had a meeting this morning and we talked about some of this stuff, some of the possibilities that could happen today. This was one of them. I mean, this was one of them. And uh, but yeah, clearly that they're this is um, a response to some of the things that have been out there today. So again, I don't, I don't honestly at this point, don't know what else there is to really say about the Alan Williams thing. We don't know more than what's been out, you know, put out there uh, officially. He's no longer the bears defensive coordinator. They're probably scrambling right now to figure out what to do. Although my guess is that they're not caught off guard by this resignation and they've already been preparing probably, you know, is, uh, since Sunday's loss, if not earlier, uh, about backup plans. If you were advising Matt Eberflus in in his spot right now, Adam Hogue, unsolicited on CHGO Bears, what do you think I should do right now? Do you think I should assume play calling duties for the defense? Do you think I should promote from within? Do you think I should hire from outside? Do you think I should step down? Period, because we've lost fourteen in a row. And we're never going to win a game. What what do you what would you what would you say to him? I would say, um, same question for you too, Nick, you're next. Yeah. I think it depends how much you trust John Hoke. Um, 
I think that the lack of play calling experience, though, on the rest of the team is probably why Matt Eberflus feels like he should still call the plays. Um, I think there was improvement from week one to week two. So I think you keep that plan this week. But I think you have to be conscious of not burning yourself out, quite frankly. And coaching's hard. Losing's hard. And it just, it can spiral. It can spiral. I think it spiraled with Matt Nagy that last season, right? Like these guys take losses hard. Um, and there's a lot. And, and quite frankly, like Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren need to get involved in some of this too. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 they got to support Matt Eberflus with some of this uh, external, I don't want to call it nonsense, but because it's not nonsense, it's real, it's real life shit. But like at the end of the day, they got to support the head coach that the head coach can still concentrate as much as he possibly can on beating the Kansas city chiefs, which is an uphill battle as it is. Well, that's a, that's a great point too. Uh, I don't know if Ryan Poles will speak tomorrow or not, Um, but it makes, I think it makes some level of sense for him to, take some heat off of his guy. Now, Iberflus doesn't talk on Thursdays. The coordinators do, so I don't know if they'll put somebody in for the defensive coordinator spot tomorrow. Um, but it'll be a very interesting Luke Getze press conference. And, mm-hmm. Nick, speaking of that, how did it go down that Justin, uh, as we just – a little, little dovetail, how did it go down that Fields spoke twice today, which is borderline unprecedented do? Yeah, so right when we got to the locker room um, – you know, one of the Bears spokespersons called us over that Justin Fields just wants to address something real quick. So right in front of his locker, no questions being asked to Justin Fields. He just wanted to clarify, clarify some of the comments that he had said earlier in the press conference. And he, he started off like, I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every whatever happens in the game. I will take all the blame. And he continues to go on that. Like, this, it's more on, on him, if anything. Like if even if there's a drop pass, it's like, you know, that still can be on me. So just taking ownership of that and really um, thought that maybe some of his words are misconstrued on, you know, what he had said earlier about like him deliberately blaming the coaching. But right when we got to the locker room, went to Justin Fields locker, he addressed it. And that was that. Carm, what'd you make of that? I, I, uh, Look, we talked about this earlier. I didn't think there was anything wrong with just what Justin said earlier today. I think he was acknowledging the, the, what everyone can see with their own eyes, can sense what they're. In fact, he confirmed a lot of everyone's analysis, our, ourselves included, with his robotic. You know, he said he called his play robotic. And when asked why that might be or why he's thinking so much on the field, he said well, it could be coaching. And talked about the way in which he's been coached. And honestly, with follow-up questions, very thoughtfully, I thought, talked about the conflict of what coaches want to get out of players, the way in which they coach these guys up, and his own uh, desire or um, reality that he just needs to play more freely, that that's who he is. And I thought, as I said on our show, and I said on 670 to score right away, because I went on the radio like minutes after the press conference, I thought that Justin did a great job of taking accountability at the same time. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging what everyone in the room can see with their own eyes, with the coaching, and then saying, but at the end of the day, I have the ball in my hand, and I got to make the plays, and I got to play the way. And so I, 
I was a little surprised when I saw Nick that you uh, you had that video from inside the locker room that Justin Fields felt the need to address it all again. Yes, it's the biggest story in the NFL today. I'm, if not Allen Williams, I think the Bears are uh, have one and two here between Justin Fields and Allen Williams. But I I thought I, I, we love the press conference. We I thought everything about it was great. In fact, I almost. I'm questioning the fact to circle back and be like, no, 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 this wasn't what, what I meant. I, I, I thought it was fine what he said. Right. I thought it was great what he said. I would go further than fine. I thought it was fantastic that he was advocating for himself. I thought that it was incredible that he wasn't worried about placating anyone's feelings. This is the NFL, not which stands for not for long if you're not winning games or performing. And Justin's run as a starting quarterback in the league is on the line right now. He's in his third year. So being the best he possibly can to solidify himself as a starter, big-time performer in the NFL, get paid all of it, have fun, enjoy his life is all on the line. And for him to come back and walk it back because he's worried about how his coach is going to feel, no, 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 you did not, don't, you do not need to do that. That Luke Getzi is an adult. You guys can have an adult conversation. There was nothing to apologize for. If you, you know, the media is not going to take everything you say and put it in the full quote or whatever. I mean, our job is to give this correct context. Um, but I just don't I don't like that he's worried about how it's landing. Don't worry. You said what you said. If 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 somebody in that locker room is hurt by then they can go back and watch the entire press conference and not and not just be, you know be caught by clickbait. Um he has nothing to defend. So I, I hated that that happened. Um, yeah, and he said too, like guys in his press conference, like no one's gonna take this personally, right? They're all grown men in in, in the end. And right, they can take what's right. being said. So um, everyone is just too, sorry, Nick, there's just too much worry in there. What, 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 how people are, how these uh, people's feelings go ahead. Yeah. And I think just feels maybe he, would he maybe have liked to reword it potentially, but I think like how he was saying it, you guys, like it, it kind of felt like me being there. There was a, like, he had a, almost like a, not a, maybe like a plan. Like, I do want to get this across. I don't know exactly how to do it. And that's how it came across. And, like, again, I agreed with how what he was saying and, like, how he was saying it. But it just felt like there was, for feels, like, it is a little bit – it's not just me. There's coaching, but I'll take ownership of what I'm doing wrong. But it's it's that partnership that Eberflus also talked about too. So um, it was interesting that he did, you know, address, you know, his comments in the locker room afterwards. Uh, I, I just – Look, I, and I totally understand and respect where he's coming from, where he's like, I know you guys all got a job to do, but you got to report, you know, the whole thing. And it's like, that, uh, first of all, it's impossible to do just on Twitter, uh, tweet by tweet. But the other thing, too, is like, I think everybody did. I mean, I... I I feel comfortable with how we addressed the whole thing today. I I I I loved it. I I loved. I I said I told this story on the first show today. I was listening to the press conference live in my car, stuck in the Kennedy uh, Express lines. Great place to be on a on a Wednesday morning uh, on the Kennedy. I mean, really, is there a better view of the city? Um, and I 
I've, I don't know if I've ever done this during the Bears press conference. Thank God I wasn't in the media room. But I literally said, let's go, Justin. Like, because he's standing up for himself. It, it was great. It's what he needed to do. I, I didn't I didn't think there was anything wrong with it at all. Um, so if he was unhappy with how some of it got. But I, look, this was a big the biggest story in the NFL today, not because of how it got tweeted out or how it got reported. It was the biggest story because of what he said. Mm-hmm. And he should be go. His head should hit the pillow tonight. Damn happy that he said what he said and that he wasn't hiding. And he and he one hundred percent named that he's got to be better and be more himself. And it's he's not he's not sitting there saying like they made me do this. I can't believe this. This is totally unfair to me. And he also pointed out where the coaching staff can be better. He's given too much information. He's he's he. I, I just I, I I was he did not need to walk anything back and do and do another press conference. And who's ever like relaying because he says he's not on Twitter, who's ever relaying the info to him, the, I don't think he needs that either. Like just let him do what he did, let him say what he said, and let him go live his life. He does like you, you, you if you sit there all day and, and worry about what people how people are gonna react in social media, you're gonna drive yourself completely nuts. It's not that it's not a healthy place to be. He's got enough on his plate. Yeah. Uh, here's a super chat from Eli Sherman, 499. Thanks for being so professional about the situation with the defensive coordinator. Uh, JF1 walking it back. Can't help but think about Tim Jenkins' comments on Coach Ego. Um, well, and that's the other side of it. I mean, does this cause a. Because he actually, Nick, you were there. He said something about divide, like you guys are trying to divide the lot. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote him. What did he say about that part? Because he, he mentioned like a divide. Um, you know, stuff like this causing a divide in the locker room. Yeah. Trying to split us up is, uh, how, yeah. you know, based stuff of like, you know, what is being said and not putting the entire context of every, you know, all of his quotes. So he said, you're trying to, I know you do this for clicks, which like, no, 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 that's not why we do what we do. But, um, and then you're just trying to divide us is kind of, is how he put it. And, and is again, addressed to the media in the locker room. Once again, for the one millionth time, and I always say this, I've said it on Twitter, the, reporting negative stuff for clicks does nobody, it does not do us good. It doesn't, nobody wants that. It, it, numbers, downloads, clicks, everything better when things are good. It, it just, it just is. It, it's just how it goes. Are there some exceptions to that? Like on a day like this where, you know, sure, but that's not, ever anyone's motivation uh, i i don't want to say uh, anyone's but because but nine times out of ten at least that's not how this whole thing works i'm wearing a qb1 shirt <laughs> <laughs> i want the quarterback to be good i want the bears to win no one is trying to tear apart the bears if anything we were just advocating for the quarterback today yes play the game the way you want to play it. We support you hundred percent. And yeah. we didn't think that which Luke Etsy, Matt Eberflus, whoever, they're not perfect people. They can be better too. There's nothing wrong with, with, with saying truths. Um, and I don't even, and, and I didn't even hear you to me. You weren't even just blasting him. 
But you no, I thought it was well said. We said this on the show on. earlier. Yeah, uh, Nick, on, uh, I know, I know, Nick's got to run here. Great job today. I know it's been an, a, a wild, wild day for you at Hell's Hall. Um, and Nick's got to continue with his reporting and writing. Check out first of all, make sure you're following him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano, and then allchgo.com for all the written content. He's already got stuff up today. There's more coming. Nick's crushing it from House. Uh, and uh, go grab some coffee or uh, one of your energy drinks and, and get rolling here, buddy. I, I just want to name before he goes, this is the one time in the history of this program that I've ever had better lighting than Nicholas Moriano. <laughs> today, is the, <laughs> today is the one and only day. And I'll give the, you that Mark. And he'll never All let right, it happen guys. again. There, <laughs> nope. there, there <laughs> yeah. it is. Nicholas Moriano. Um, we're not going to stay here forever. Uh, we do have some more super chats to get through, but um, let, let's take a couple supers here. And then I want to talk about like, there's another wild there's more quarterback news to get to and we got to talk about it it's insane but let's get to some supers right now just sneak some of them in i know we got a, a lot um <laughs> missouri mauler ten dollars take my therapy money um i again never the motivation of the show but i'm glad we're here for bears fans when they need it ben wonderlick ten dollars lovey 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 why wouldn't that be a wild turn of events oh and look at that carm Lawrence, what, remember, the, remember little lovey, <laughs> the, the creepy lovey doll. Yeah, he, he his eye got screwed up. I won't name names. Did he but... melt in the? Did you like leave him by the window and it melted? No, someone uh, yeah. grabbed him uh, and didn't realize he was made of, you know, yeah. clay. So it's all good. Anyway, um, uh, let's see here. Genghis Phillip, $10. Totally good and normal thing for a franchise to have to really say, <laughs> we were not rated by the FBI statement. Yeah. Well, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. What What do you address and what do you not address? Um, I mean, some of that stuff got wild today, though. And, and again, I'm going to reiterate, I don't think the whole story's out there yet, and I'm not sure, you know, I think at some point it might be, but it's that's wild that it even got to that point and that's for a lot of different reasons, but uh, Chris Pagaro, four ninety nine. this shit's going to be great. 30 for 30. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Um, let's see what, what else we got. Uh, Antoine Robinson, Jr. One ninety nine. Very chaotic Wednesday. Yes. Yes, man. This team needs to win a football game. So bad. True story. And again, I don't want to get myself in any trouble here or non-trouble or try to say nice things when I, when maybe I shouldn't, but like, I don't know whatever's going to come out on this again with Allen. If it's something that's really bad, huge, if there, if, if that is, I will be extremely surprised. So, um, but you know, so I, I just hope that I, I'm hoping that that's not the case. And I hope that he's just, you know, going through a, a tough time and he recovers and gets back on his feet, which is all feels tricky again to say, but it's like, there's so much out there. And it's like, it, it, that doesn't align with, with um, who at least I thought the dude was. So, and I don't know him personally. So of course there's that. Bears on Kauai 499. I can't wait until this organization allows us to just stick to standards pods because they're just on the rails, trucking along and being awesome. I didn't understand. So he's just talking about our normal pot. I'm confused. Uh, Agent JF one four ninety nine peanut. Yeah, he, he was saying that like I don't. You know, I don't like want to even read. I appreciate the super chat, but I don't want to oh. even read that one there because this yeah. peanut Tillman stuff's 
Bears on Kawhi is just saying that like he he appreciates that we're doing this kind of pod, mm. but he'd rather it just be oh, okay. standard pod yeah. and us two. Us yeah. two. Live from Kauai. Yeah. That's where I'd love to do a, a normal pod. Cloudy Future 499 is uh this is more crazier. This is more crazy. This is a crazier day for the Bears than anything in the Trestman era or Dave McGinnis being hired than not hired. I'm assuming that's a question. Um that was a good one. The Dave McGinnis hired, not hired today. Yeah, that I, I did not cover the Dave McGinnis thing. I've heard the stories. Wild, wild, wild. Um, the Trestman stuff, I covered it every day there in 2014. And it was every I cannot tell you how many times I was like, Well, it can't get any crazier than today. And then Thursday would come. And yeah, it's just well, what a bizarre season. Um this, this is one, up there this... though for different reasons. Well, and it also listen. If they don't start winning games, it, this season can has the ability to go in ways that we cannot predict right now. That could get real, real, real. To that, to that super chat from Cloudy Future. Thank you, real Tressmany, if you will. Yeah, um, Quentin Helms four nine nine. I feel like Eberflus will keep calling plays. Try to go out, uh, quote out on his shield if he's not, if he feels he's on the hot seat, like many expect he is i don't know if he's on the hot seat yet um but then again you know week three of the 2014 season with trustman i didn't didn't think that they that he was going to be on the hot seat um when dan orlovsky said that matt nagy should be fired at halftime in the rounds game i thought that that was a little harsh and then you know so i i've learned my lesson over the years that and that's why I said on an earlier show, like I, th- this is an important week for them to play good football because I have seen this stuff spiral out of control. And I really, well, I don't think anybody wants to see that happen. And we're in a spiral right now. It's just, are we going to get out of it or is it going to continue to build? Yeah. Um, all right. Nathan Peterman was released. Good. What do you make of that? I, I, I mean, I, I, they're going to make Bajan active and they, um, I guess they need a roster spot. They feel like, uh, now, now let me be clear. They've released him before and they've signed him to the practice squad. They literally did this a few weeks ago. They did it last year. Like, I don't think Nathan Peterman's necessarily gone. No, I, I I think it means that Bajan has spent enough time, uh, learning and that they feel like he's ready. And that also now I'm jumping a little bit too ahead here, but, but potentially like, okay, you want to play free and this, that, well, you're, you're more likely to get hurt that way. And so if that's the case and we're, we'd like to win the game, we feel we have a better chance with, as Mike Hoffman is putting it, Tyson, the beast agent. So secret Bajan man, just sounds to me like they think that Bajan's ready. He's done enough. He sat two weeks. If fields gets hurt, we're, we're playing him. And, um, and I don't think they're worried about Nathan Peterman not being available to them on the practice squad at the same time. I think they're more than ha- more than willing to take that risk. So that's a good thing. Oh yeah, there's no risk of putting Peterman on the on the practice squad uh, or him, you know, losing no him to another team. There was with Bajent. That's why they didn't do this with Bajent. Um, fake Wonder 499. This is going to make for a good introduction to the Tyson <laughs> Bajent documentary. <laughs> and then. Alan Williams left the building and then 
Braxton Jones is out for four, four weeks, maybe the year, and wasn't even a topic of, of, of conversation. Lost your left tackle, the arguably the second best player on the offensive line. Not even a discussion. You should, if you didn't see our interview with Brian Baldinger, who, by the way, is going to join us weekly on the show. Um, we talked to him earlier today. The look on his face when I told him Braxton Jones was on IR, I, it was one of terror. Because, <laughs> like, uh, it's on our Twitter account, at CHGO underscore Bears. Of course, you can go back and find the interview on an earlier show. Uh, John Brosio, $5. Me, the 2014 Tressman era Bears was rock bottom for Bears fans. NFL script writers. Wait until you see the 2023 Bears. Jokes aside, love you guys. Thanks, John. Yeah. Yeah. There's a question here from Google user. Did Flus actually say Jatiri Carter might play left tackle? He actually did do that. He said Jatiri, they liked what he did inside and could potentially handle the outside too. All options on the table at this point. We'll see what they come up with. Yeah. I don't think they'll move Darnell right there based on what he said, but they also said that they're, they're considering it. I mean, I think the safe bet is going to be Larry Borum, but if Larry doesn't play well. Yeah. Um, all right. I'd be, I'd be interested to see Jatiri Carter there at this point, but that is the, you're protecting yeah. Justin Fields backside. I mean, that's, it's, it's a, this is a nightmare that breaks practicing going out. It's a nightmare. Uh, there's even, a few more. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. There's a few more supers. Uh, I'll, I'll call for these here, uh, as you requested. Uh, JV on the run, uh, 499. Did the Bears allow Allen, Allen Williams to resign? Notable that he wasn't terminated. I mean, yeah, I think that's what happened. He, he, they accepted his resignation. Um, but, yeah, he was not fired here, which is an important legal point. Um, and that was a question some someone asked me earlier today. You know, why hasn't, you know, why is this taking, why is the, why has it been a week basically, right? It's like, well, sometimes these things take time to have to develop for legal reasons. And you see, he's, we've already read the, that he's working with a lawyer. So, um, J Lowe, $2 super chat. DC already removed from the Bears website. Distancing? Well, he doesn't work there anymore. So it's a relatively back end hit delete button, I think, to delete a page from the website. Um, pretty standard. Um Sangray Kim 499. One strange thing. Why would Alan need an attorney if he's not in trouble? He's not an agent, he's a lawyer. I don't know the I look, I think that that's a fair question. I don't know the answer. That's the only way I can answer it. He could potentially be trying to negotiate some settlement with the Bears, I, but that's yeah. a, just a straight guess. And I, I, I it's but an, again, an agent could do that, right? So true, true, yeah. True. So, and I don't know if he has an agent. Some coaches do, some coaches don't. Uh, right. So maybe that's why. Um, but I, I, you know, it's not fair to speculate. And uh, but I, I understand the question. I think it's a fair question. Uh, Quentin Helms, uh, 499. Do you think the Bajant move is more of a reaction of fields today or maybe for a move at tackle? Well, that's another thing. Tackle left makes tackle, way more sense. Yeah, the left tackle thing, it also increases the chance of fields getting hurt. Um, 
But I think more so than anything else, it the timing of it. I have to say the timing of it's weird too. You could have waited a day, or you could have done it early. This is this is normally a early week move or or end of week move. Yeah. I mean, you need the day. You need a day for the roster move, the pro- process to sign him to the practice squad. Well, you don't because he's a veteran. He's just terminated. I got to think through that one a little bit. I it, it is a little weird in the middle. Like they already had a practice today. I I, I don't think if as we go wild speculation Wednesday, I don't think they're like we don't like what you say, so we're elevating Bajan and 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 putting pressure on you. I don't think that was the reason why Nathan Peterman got released today. That seems no. insane to me. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Santiago 199 today equals better than a hard knock season. <laughs> uh, Aaron Bushnell 499 fields goes on a tear against KC throws three touchdowns. Two of them, the DJ 100 yard game for Roshan book it bears win 27, 17. If this week ends with the bears winning a game like that. Be amazing. Let's go Aaron. Yeah, seriously. I think everybody in that building could use it. We could certainly use it. Everybody, fans can use it. Um, We're fine. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm seeing in our private chat here. To, uh, I, would, I would read that. Oh, okay. So Jay Zawaski, our guy Jay. Jay Zawaski from our Blackhawks team is texting us right now with some information. Um, and is Andrew Stroth is the lawyer for Alan Williams. He is on the score right now. He said definitive, definitively, there is no legal element to his resignation at all. Quote, I'm only involved because there are these false allegations. He has repeatedly said health and family matter, matter, but won't get specific. So there you go. Um, Thank you. There you go. Jay. That's why he's involved. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, uh, Law, if you really want to show those super chats about Courtney, I don't know. I don't, we can, we can throw them up there. I don't, and apparently Courtney deleted one of the two tweets. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not Courtney, so I don't know the reasoning behind, behind that, but whatever. Uh, she also said that Andrew Stroth is Williams personal attorney he has worked with Lovey Smith and several Bears players over the years. He has represented athletes for over 20 years. So there you go. There's some more context to that we, question we, earlier about the attorney. And we all know how diligent Courtney Cronin is with her work. So um, she's not out there doing willy-nilly things like some today. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus, uh, do you, 499, do you think upper management made Justin address the media to clarify? I really, 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 really hope not. And I don't yeah, think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's been a lot. Of, love all the questions. Appreciate all the super chats. I apologize. This is a day where there's a lot of questions I cannot answer right now, and I do not feel comfortable speculating. So, and I'm always going to be upfront and honest with the Bears fans. I always have been and always will be. Um, and I do not know that I wasn't there today. I'll be there tomorrow. Should be an interesting day. <laughs> there's uh, Luke Getzey talks tomorrow. Do, do, is there a member of the coaching staff that addresses uh, the, I mean, there's three coordinators that usually talk is, is there a John Hoke press conference? I don't know. 
Yeah. But Matty Gibberflus doesn't speak on on Thursdays, and right now there's no defensive coordinator. So I don't know if we get anybody to answer defensive questions. Um, if if it was another assistant, uh, that puts them in a tough spot, obviously having to answer. So far, no one has a, with the team has addressed. I mean, there's the statement the Bears put out, which was a one-sentence statement just saying that Alan Williams resigned. Um, is this a situation where Ryan Poles feels the need to gather the troops and, and say something? Uh, is this a moment where Kevin Warren feels the need to to come out and say something? I think these are all fair questions right now. Um, it's it's an interesting week. <laughs> the, the, the idea of walking into a Thursday where the highest ranking member uh, – that would be addressing the team would be Luke Getze, who's got his own questions to answer with the quarterback. It, it could be a fascinating day. Well, um, and reminder, we're on tomorrow at noon, unless we go a little bit earlier again, like we did today, but Getze's supposed to talk at 10 30 in the morning, roughly. So yep. Adam will and be I'll, there and we'll be reporting it. Yep. Nick will be there too. I will be there and I will join the show um, with, you know, all the updates. Hopefully we have more answers at that point too. Uh, one more super to throw in there. Good way to end the show. Hector Zambrano, $10, the lyrics to bear down, bear down Chicago bears, make every play clear the way to victory, bear down Chicago bears, put up a fight with a fight. So fearlessly put up a fight with the might. So fearlessly we're gonna end the losing streak, but not this week. Bear down. All right. <laughs> okay. At least you made it rhyme at the end. I was trying not to get Carmen in a position where he was actually going to sing, but he did. Um, uh, hey, sometimes you just got to laugh through the whole thing here. That's uh, thanks for everybody for being here. Uh, and yeah, better days ahead. Yep. Ding, ding. Uh, hit that ding. like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're here for the first time. We appreciate you very much. Again, this is always available as a podcast every day, too. If you can't join us on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts, find it, rate and review. Please leave us a five-star review. We appreciate it very, very much. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Noon. Turn out. We're, we're always here no matter what. Noon. Talk to you then.